0: She's
1: a small wonder I'd like you both to meet Vicky.
0: a child
2: unlike other girls And That's a real kid right
1: no no it's a robot made of plastic
2: microchips
1: here and there My voice input child identicant I, I pronounce it Vicky. <laughs>
0: Hey there, everybody! Angela Bowen here, the host of the monthly She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. Yes, this is a podcast that is once a month, I cover one episode a month. I'm currently working my way through season two, and I am today going to be discussing season two, episode seven, entitled The Older Woman which aired October 25th, 1986. In this episode, Jamie falls for Harriet's 16-year-old cousin. Because, well, it's not Harriet, so <laughs> why not, right? All right, this episode's got a 7.4 out of 10 rating, based on 21 ratings, directed by Selig Frank. Writers Michael Porres, and Howard leads the creator. We got... Warren S. Murray, and Bruce Kane. Looks like we could have the return of Reggie Williams, Jamie's best friend, played by Paul C. Scott. We have guest-starring Leslie Bega as Mary. Has she been in anything I would recognize? Um, Apparently she was in Sopranos, never watched it, head of the class, never seen it um she was had a cameo in once upon a time in hollywood and never watched it nip tuck mm-hmm. she was in episode of 90210 awesome 21 jump street so yeah a lot of st- highway to heaven there's nothing here that i recognize that i would know her from unless she's just got a face and i'm like i know her from something or other some random television episode from the 80s. John Davidson playing Christopher. uh, Is this like, is this one of those innocence where James got a crush on an older girl who's 16 and it turns out she's got like a boyfriend or something like that? Makes me think of the episode in season four when Punky gets a crush on this older 16-year-old guy. It turns out that he has a girlfriend. And as I've said in the past, how I do this podcast is I don't watch the episode ahead of time, so you're getting my reactions a hundred percent as things happen. Also, if you're new to the podcast, it all, <laughs> the podcast also has a Facebook page. Just type in "Small Wonder Podcast." She's a Small Wonder. Small Wonder Podcast will pop up on Facebook. Also, the podcast does share space on. The Wonder Years Podcast Instagram page at LBOM. Hold on a second. I actually changed it because it also shares space with the Boy Meets World podcast, which I do promise to be doing episodes of that as well. So the Wonder Years Boy Meets World pod. That is, if you search that on Instagram. So yeah, I covered all six seasons of The Wonder Years. I've done episodes of Mr. Belvedere, episodes of Boy Meets World, episodes of Growing Pains. So a lot, a lot of 80s television shows that I've watched over the years and in reruns and on DVD. So I also covered all five seasons of Silver Spoons if you're interested and listening to my reviews on those, you can go to SoundCloud and type in Punky Power Podcast, Punky Brewster Podcast, the Punky Brewster, all four seasons of Punky Brewster are on there as well, as well as my Full House and Fuller House feed, and episodes of different strokes. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into The Older Woman. I am curious to see how this is going to play out. Alright, looks like we, (laughs) this is surprising, it seems like usually when we come out of the intro, Joan is usually uh, in the kitchen making dinner and Vicky's helping her. Actually, no, this time around we're in the living room and our family is playing what looks like some form of monopoly around their treasure chest type coffee table. Was well, it's storming and raining outside. It's kind of interesting, you know, fun to see the family actually engaging in a family activity that isn't trying to lose weight or something. They're actually huddled around a board game. While Vicky just stands off to the side and watches. <laughs> oh man, did they just lose power? Oh shit, that sucks. But you wouldn't be able to (laughs) tell, because it's not like they had the lights on or anything prior to. All right, let's see what happens here. Oh, shit, actually, no, they did have the lights on. Okay, and then the lights went out. Well, it's not like they're sitting in pitch blackness. Well, that bites. Don't worry, it's just a little power failure. I'll have it fixed in
1: a jiffy. What
2: are you going to do, honey?
1: I got all the wiring in the house hooked up to my computer. All I gotta do is plug it into a power source.
2: But the power's out, Dad.
1: You're forgetting one little thing. We've got our own walking, talking little generator. Come here, Vicky. Raise your arm. And let there be light.
0: Oh, shit! How about that? And on the seventh day, I rested. Well, just a oh, she's overheating, dude! Dad, look! You need to unplug that out of her. She's gonna, like, roast. Dad, you better do something. Smoking
2: could be hazardous for her health. I
1: uh, must have overloaded her circuits.
0: You think? <laughs> oh, shit. It's the fucking it's brindles. Ugh. Their lights
1: have been out for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Vicky, let's see what the problem is here.
0: What's he just gonna give her milk?
2: Here's some milk. What do you want, Harriet? Her lights are out too. My parents want milk. You could borrow some candles. No. I guess so. Why does your family always borrow stuff? Don't you ever go to the market? Sometimes. The lines are
0: shorter here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a the power. Well, you don't be
2: needing these candles anymore. I'll bet them for when you're older and wax your legs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, gross. <laughs>
2: Thanks. You wanna meet my cousin Mary? Her folks are away and she's staying with us <laughs> for a few days. She's sixteen. People say we look so much alike, we could be twins.
0: Really? Yikes.
2: That's bad news for Mary. <laughs>
0: yeah. You didn't look anything like you, Harriet. <laughs> Dude! You're dripping! Harriet, you liked
2: lunch if you have to forget the candles. Oh, well, here, Mary, take them anyway. There's nothing we love more than lending stuff to the brindles. Here, take our salt and pepper shakers, too.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Jamie, but we won't need them. I think we got a little lady
2: killer here. Bye.
0: Bye, little lady killer. <laughs> So yeah, of course it's the Brindles. The power goes out and they're wanting to borrow shit. (laughs) And I was surprised at first. I'm like, what is, because we go into the kitchen and Jamie's got this tall damn glass of milk. And at first I thought like he was going to open the door and like throw it in Harriet's face, but that doesn't make sense. So yeah, she wants to borrow some candles. And Jamie asks, like, why doesn't your parents just go to the dang market? They're always borrowing our shit all the time. And she's like, oh, well, my mom says the lines here are shorter. (coughs) People are just lazy and cheap. (laughs) So Harriet asks Jamie, like, hey, do you want to meet my cousin, Mary? She looks just like, everyone says she looks just like me. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's what Jamie wants, to see an older version of Harriet. No, thank you. But, of course... Here comes Mary, you know, dark, brownish, blonde hair, a nice tan, looks not a damn thing like Harriet, and Jamie, who's chugging milk, glug, 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 starts spilling down the front of his shirt, and I'm like, dude, you're dripping. So, he's like, well, because the power goes on before Mary even comes in, and... At first, Jamie's like, "Well, no, you you don't need these." But then Mary shows up. He's like, "Oh, here, here. You might need these uh candles. Um, hey, what about um uh, salt and pepper shaker? You want that?" And she's like, "No, no, no, that's fine, Jamie." And then I <laughs> she touches his cheek, and Jamie could not be more in love if he tried. And she's like, "Oh, looks like we got a lady killer on our hands here," <laughs> as Mary like touches his cheek and leaves. And, of course, Harriet does the same thing, like, smacks his cheek, and he's like, ugh, gross. <laughs> so, yeah, and also, because before Jamie goes in the kitchen and all of that, the power goes out, and Ted decides, like, I have the whole house wired into my computer or something so he goes and puts that into Vicky and no shit she's gonna start to overload she's gonna overheat because she starts her face starts getting all red I'm like she and literally she's like smoking and I'm just like dude you're gonna overload her you're gonna kill her he's <laughs> like oh my gosh it's over the yeah you got the whole entire house being wired into that one cord that you just plugged into Vicky. She can't handle all that. Yeah, it looks like we jumped back to the living room. Ted's made some adjustments. Vicky's just fine. And Joan's oh great, we can finish our game now. I'm thinking why does Vicky care? She was just standing there watching you. It's not like you involved her in the game itself. Yeah, I can't wait to not play and just watch you. That's boring. (laughs) So... Vicki, who, you know, normally repeats what, you know, Ted, Joan, J- and Jamie say, <laughs> the sentence she delivers is pretty much the same words, but they're all kind of out of order, out of sync. So Ted goes back to finding out, okay, like, what's going on? I thought she was all, you know, recovered. And, <laughs> and then he starts spouting off this or, later, or this or that and Joan, of course, her line is that well that makes sense. It's like, yeah, you don't know what they're talking about. Like I have no idea what any of that means. But just like well that makes sense. Like yeah sure you clearly know what you're talking about. He's basically just gotta get Vicky back online again. Because Joan at one point she's like, well Ted she's talking backwards. And Ted realizes like yeah that overload must have damaged her more than I thought. I'm thinking, you think? You're lucky she isn't permanently damaged. And he was using what, basically saying that how Vicky's like a generator, so she'd be powering the entire. That is a lot. Any type of computer, whether it's a human robot or or a computer, that's a lot of stuff hmm, for one thing to handle. So, I mean, she can be fixed because that's what Joan's concern is, but, you know. In order to do that, Ted's got to pick up some parts at the plant.
1: Well, unfortunately, I think that's her only problem.
0: But yeah, everything Vicky says is all backwards. <laughs> yeah,
1: that should fix the problem.
2: You have us worried, Vicky. Oh, we can finish our game now, okay? Okay. Now, game, our finish, can we? <laughs>
1: What'd you say, Vicky?
2: Okay. Now, game hour finished, can we... Ted, hey, she's talking backwards. Yeah.
1: That overload must have damaged her more than I thought. Let's see. Well, of course. Her radiothermonic generator is malfunctioning, and the RPG fluctuations are oscillating out of sync. That makes sense. <laughs> can she be fixed? No, I'm going to have to pick up some parts from the plant tomorrow. Well, fortunately, I think that's her only problem. Vicky. uh... Go to your cabinet and stay there.
2: There, staying cabinet, you're to go. Oh boy, boy
0: oh So now we're in what constitutes as the backyard. That's got like a jungle gym. It's got a monkey bars, and Reggie is there hanging upside down. I got to hand it to this kid. He's like an acrobat here. He just hanging, like he's not got a care in the world just hanging upside down while Jamie gushes over Harriet's cousin Mary. Harriet's 16 year old cousin Mary and how he just, he cannot get her out of his mind
2: I'm telling you Reggie Mary's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen I can't get her out of my mind she's like a human twinkie really? So what you gonna do about it? I don't know. It's tough to date a sixteen-year-old when your body only goes up to twelve. What <laughs> about smoking a pipe? You're not look older. If you could say smoking stunt it your growth. It's gonna take a lot more than a pipe. I've gotta act older too. Be more sophisticated, like the guys in the old TV movies. <laughs>
0: Oh, good grief. Jamie. How
2: do I look? Like you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, really? What's
0: with the crossed legs?
2: Jamie, you're dreaming. Your elevator's stuck between floors. Look, I'll see you later. Oh, and, uh, give me a call and get back from Tennessee Island. <laughs> Big help you are.
0: Oh, yeah, Jamie says, I can't get her out of my mind. She's like a human Twinkie. whole smoking thing again because he wants to like not just look older but act older too and he's saying like there's no way a 16 year old's going to be interested in a kid whose body stops at the age of 12 again is like oh maybe i should act like those older kids on that i see on television or in those movies or something to that effect i'm like No, I don't think, you could act any way like that, and she's still, you're still going to be 12, she's still going to be 16, she's not going to be interested. So, Reggie's had enough, he climbs down from the monkey bars, like, hey, look, when you're done with living, (laughs) when your head is done with living in Fantasy Island, give me a call. Like, uh, he's like, he's over Jamie mooning over this... 16-year-old girl he will never have. But it looks like Ted comes out, and Ted might actually give Jamie some advice. Well, Ted actually asked Jamie if he wants to go with him to pick up some parts to, you know, get Vicky back online. And if, you know, when I was a kid, if, you know, my dad was going somewhere, I don't even care if it's, like, to the store. I I'd, I'd go, because... It's either that or staying at home. I mean, it's not like we had a, you know, a game. It's not like we had a Nintendo or anything like that to occupy my time. But then again, I did spend a lot of time outside, you know, growing up and whatnot. But even still, it's like, if you're going... Because I live out in the country! There were, you know, there wasn't a whole lot, you know, kids might used to play with and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, if you're going... Because town for us was like maybe seven, eight miles away. So it's like, yeah, you going to town? Yeah, I'll come with. Something to do. But no, Jamie just wants some advice. About the ladies. And we all know Ted is such a ladies man. Has a look at who he married. This beautiful fox named Joan.
1: Oh, hi, Jamie. Just now I gotta go to the plant to pick up some parts to fix Vicky. You wanna
2: go? <laughs> no, thanks, Ted. But I really could use some advice. Advice? Sure, know Jamie? You got it. Have a seat, huh? Dad, do you know anything about women?
1: Not anymore, Jamie. I got married.
2: <laughs> Come on, I'm serious. This girl is someone real special, but I'm not special to her. How do I get her to know me? He's
0: only place? met her once.
1: Uh, well, Jamie, I'd say the best way for a man to win a girl's heart is to uh, to be very clever. How do you do that? Well,
0: <laughs> Oh was this
1: little trick I pulled in college oh, once. I, God. Mean, see, I was crazy about this girl. I could not get her out of my head. Clearly it wasn't no. Joan.
0: No, no. roommate. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Barbara Edinson. Blah, blah, boom, Jamie. I mean, when this girl smiled, you could hear violins.
0: So what does it sound like he settled for Joan?
1: <laughs> this is where the clever part comes in. You see, your mom was crazy about me. But I wanted to date Barbara. So I'd ask your mom outright, but I'd ask her to, to bring Barbara along too, you know, using some excuse, right?
0: <laughs> oh, she's standing so right there. She beat your ass.
1: No, no. As it turned out, the more I was with your mother, the more I realized that she was the one that I really loved. But I still think that uh, what I did was uh, pretty gosh darn clever. You know what I mean, <laughs> Thanks,
0: She's going to kick your home. ass. Exactly. What? <laughs>
1: I know, Harriet. Uh, She's not herself today.
2: (laughs) How about you, Jamie? You want to play? I've got nothing to do until Mary comes home. Did you say Mary? Uh huh. Harriet, have I ever told you that when you smile, I hear (laughs) (laughs) violins? Violins? Oh, Jamie, how would you like to come to the movies tonight? up at six. What? What's Mary got to do with it? She's your house guest, right? We can't leave the poor girl sitting home all alone. That'd be rude. Oh Jamie. You're so thoughtful. I'm in heaven.
0: Ugh gross. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah Jamie asked Ted's advice about women. Like, Dad, do you know anything about women? He's like, No, I um I got married, so no, I don't know anything about women. But he tells Jamie a way to get a girl is to be clever. And he remembers back in college, there's this girl that he was crazy about. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, you mean mom, right? And Ted says, no, her roommate. And meanwhile, I mean, because Jamie and Ted are right outside the door, and of course, unbeknownst to both of them, Joan is, like, hanging in the doorway, like, eavesdropping on this conversation. So, yeah, he wanted to bang Joan's roommate, Barbara, and whenever he would, like, ask Joan to hang out, he would hope that Barbara would come along. And it's just like, oh my gosh... And he's just talking about how hot Barbara is and all this shit. And I'm like, Dude, your wife is right fucking there. I mean, you don't know that. But and then Joan leaves right as Ted is mentioning how eventually he realized he actually did have feelings for Joan and he wanted to spend more time with her. It's like, Oh my gosh, your wife is gonna kick your ass, Ted. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, you know that shit's coming back. So, yeah, this puts a thought in Jamie's head. It's like, okay, because Harriet comes over to ask if Vicky can play, and Ted says, no, she's not herself. So, Ted leaves because he was going to go to the plant to pick, you know, he had to pick up parts for Vicky there. And then Jamie says, hey, because he, he's schmoozing Harriet. He says, hey, you know, whenever you smile, Harriet, I hear violins and Jamie makes the violin motion with his hands. And of course, you know, like, Harriet just loves us. And then he's like, hey, let's go to the movies. And then he's like, okay, I'll bring, I'll pick up Mary at six. And Harriet looks at him like, what are you talking about? Why would we bring, yeah, like, I'll pick up Mary at like, six o'clock. And she's like, says why why would we bring Mary and Jamie says, Well she's a house your house guest. We don't want to at least leave her by herself. That would be rude. <sighs> this kid is not subtle. He ew, he was not clever. He was not suave even in the slightest. So you know this shit is gonna backfire on his ass. But whatever Jamie can do to get I almost said Barbara, to get Mary to the movie theater. I never honestly really noticed this until now, but both Ted and Jamie, their hairstyles are kind of similar with the whole kind of the comb-over side part thing going on. And I love how Jamie, when he's talking to Ted about Mary, says, this girl's real special. And I'm thinking... Dude, you met her and talked to her, like, once. Granted, she did pat his cheek, so you know he's on cloud nine with that.
1: Okay, that should stop you from talking backwards. Now go find Mom and and help her out, okay?
0: (laughs) What the hell did he do? Her voice is all fun, and her movements are like... Oh, Ted, you even know what you're doing. I mean, I know you created Vicky, but come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's going to have him sleep on the fucking couch. For. You.
2: Barbara Edinson.
0: Yeah. You think she wasn't hearing that shit? Barbara Edinson.
2: Oh, we remember um, my old college roommate, the one that used to go with us on all of our dates
1: um and oh 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 yeah that 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 barbara and, yeah
2: yes yeah, so the one that you were telling jamie all about the one i was second choice to
1: <laughs> honey i can explain that you see well anyway i mean you were the one i fell in love with and married doesn't that mean anything to you
2: yes it means you can stick your cold feet on your own back tonight <laughs> <laughs>
0: Throws that blanket over him (laughs) and whacks him in the face. (laughs) Yeah, and the fact that, yeah, she was. Ted was telling Jamie, basically, Joan was like, Well, I wanted Barbara, but I settled for your mom, Jamie. Like, the fuck? No one wants to hear that shit. Of how you. Oh, well, I I wanted her, but she wasn't interested, so. I mean, you were there, obviously, so I, I, I figured, well, I may as well. No one wants to hear that shit about how you settled for them. <laughs> like I could have maybe had this person, but they weren't interested, and you were there, so <sighs> fuck off. No wonder she came down with a blanket and a pillow. Like you can sleep on the fucking couch, and I will have the bed to myself. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be a long time before she's riding his D again. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's get to this interesting uh, movie date, triple date with Jamie. This is going to go so bad. I just, I have a feeling. And Jamie, of course, he's wearing a suit. Is this what kids did in 1986? Boys, when they went out on dates, they went out and wore suits? I mean, I get Jamie wants, you know... Even when he went out with that skanky bitch, Jessica, oh, God, I can't believe we have to deal with her, like, at least two more times before the show ends in two more years. Oh my God. Well, no, I mean, the podcast is going to be a while because every season takes me two years to finish, but... All right, let's see how this is going to work because I really feel that, uh... This is going to go down the shitter. It is going to be bad. Clearly, I bet she's already got a boyfriend or someone she's into because she's 16. She's a marries a beautiful girl and Jamie is just him's 12-year-old self that still has a lot of maturing to do. And plus, he's taking advice from t- his dad, so. <laughs> you look beautiful
2: tonight, Mary. There you go again, you little lady killer. What about me? Eh. You're average. Well, like you said, Harriet, you two look like twins, so you must look beautiful too. Shame. you and your sweet talk. And me and my sweet ear.
0: Oh, God.
2: Harriet, would you like some popcorn? I'd love it. Then I mean, go get it.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I mean, it'd be rude if I left you two sitting here all alone. Shame. You're SO galant! That's a hey, word? Take your time!
0: Oh, he's using some banaca.
2: <laughs> so, Mary. That's such a pretty name. I bet you were named after the Virgin Mary. Close, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, really? Well, I really like the perfume you're wearing. I guys, most boys your age wouldn't even notice it. That's because I'm more mature than the average 12-year-old. I even shaved tonight for you. <laughs> really? Is it a bad to shave peach fuzz?
0: <laughs> peach
2: fuzz? You kidding? I get my six o'clock shadow at two o'clock.
0: Really? Oh, well, there's a couple guys. Hey, married. Oh, oh, that's uh who is that dude? Is this some guy from class? Oh yeah. If yeah, she don't wanna hang out with no twelve-year-old boy, she wants to hang out with a sixteen-year-old blonde-haired dude. Where's Mary?
2: Oh, great! Oh shit. Now i myself to
0: Ugh. Oh, yeah, I mean, Mary keeps, <laughs> because he's complimenting her, and he even, like, oh, Mary's such a beautiful name, you know, I bet you got that from the Virgin Mary, right? And she says no from Mary Tyler Moore. And Jamie compliments on her perfume, and Mary says, well, most boys your age wouldn't I thought she was gonna say like most guys my age wouldn't notice something like that, but she says most, you know, boys your age wouldn't notice something like. Anyway, but I mean the compliments he's just pouring her with, and she's like, oh, there you go again, you little lady killer. It's like yeah. so the flattery is really boosting Jamie's confidence. <laughs> so of course. In walks a couple guys, probably that Mary knows. I mean, I don't think she's from out of out of town because a couple guys that around her age knew who she was. And immediately the blonde haired dude who looks like a poor man's Mark Paul got Zach Morris from say by the Bell. I was like, hey, kind of like nodding his head, like, hey, why don't you sit over here with me? And then Mary moves and hangs out with the blonde Zach Morris, and they're sharing popcorn, and Jamie's left sitting in his suit. Here comes Harry. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got you all to myself. Ugh. And she, <laughs> she's got her popcorn. No drink, of course, because who, who, who wants a nice soda to wash your popcorn down with? See, so, yeah, that came in, in real quick. Like, Mary did not even give Jamie a backwards glass glance. Like, bye, Jamie, I'm going to go sit with this person. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll sit over here with you. <laughs> Just for her, she probably felt like she was, like, chaperoning a date between Jamie and Harriet. I mean, I, I, I kind of do feel a little bad for Jamie. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, a crush on an older girl. And he's still always going to be four years younger than her. She's not interested. She didn't say anything like, oh, you look nice. Oh, you're wearing a suit to go to the movies. That's weird. Didn't say any of that. And and it's not like, I mean, Jamie pretty much accepted defeat when Mary went over and sat with that guy. He didn't like, hey, what are you doing? She's with me. He didn't do any of that shit, which why would he? So, now we get to Joan in the kitchen. Okay, so I'm kind of curious, is this the next day? Is Ted and like, gosh, I really hated sleeping on the couch. I'm really sorry that I said you were my second choice. (laughs) Hopefully Vicky's back to normal at this point. Honestly, it just, now that I think about it, it feels like Vicky is kind of pushed into a corner, in other words, as far as she's not the center part of the story. It's more like she's kind of pushed off to the side with her having her issues and mechanical issues and everything that Ted's trying to figure out. And then it's more focused on, you know, Jamie. And then, you know, that's pretty much the basis. Usually it seems like it's always like a duo with Jamie and Vicky and Jamie's trying to get Vicky into doing something that – He shouldn't be having her do to, you know, put one over on somebody like Harriet. Oh, this is the same day he came back from the movies. how'd
2: your date go? Abe Lincoln had more fun in the theater than I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, what happened? For one thing, I took Dad's advice. Well, in the future, when you want to know about women, don't ask a man. Really? Ask a woman. What well, woman?
0: Well, she's standing right fucking there, dude. Well,
2: how about me? I've the physical. <laughs> what would you like to know? Well, there's this girl that I really like, but she hardly knows I'm alive. Have you told her how you feel? No. The do it. Girls prefer men who are who are direct and honest and who don't play games. Direct and honest, huh? I'll give it a try. Thanks, he's gonna
0: get his heart broken, but either way, at least he's gonna tell her the oh, truth. Back.
2: Is killing me. back in Notre
1: Dame must have slept on that sofa. Well <laughs> keep your fucking big mouth shut next time. How are your systems? My systems
0: are no, now she sounds like oh, Alvin.
1: Shit. Yes. <laughs> I got the world's tallest chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> there. there. I fixed, your, I fixed voice.
2: your voice. What'd you say? What Come
1: on, quit Vicky, uh, don't, you do, don't that. do that. There, I turned
0: your voice off. Oh, <laughs> You're so smart, why don't you fix my back? Oh, shit! Oh, wow, so, yeah, basically it's the same day, Jamie comes back from the movies, and clearly he's had a shit time. And he's like, oh, man, that's the last time I take advice from dad on women. And Joan is like, well, I'm right here, you know, and I'm a woman. I've had the physical to prove it. If you got a question about women, why don't you ask me? So I like the advice that Joan gives to Jamie. Just be honest and direct with her. I mean, clearly, if she doesn't know that you like her, let her let her know your feelings. I, I That clearly could backfire and blow up in his face, yes, but at least that way. Yeah, she also says girls like guys said don't play games, and I honestly think that's vice versa. Because who the hell wants to play fucking games with their emotions? Nobody does. Honest and direct. Don't pussyfoot around on shit like that. Oh yeah, we also, this, I'm gonna call this, it's pretty much the side plot with Ted taking the whole episode to fix Vicky. Because now she sounds like a fucking chipmunk, and then she's playing the repeat game, which I always called it, was it repeat or was it called copy, where you're basically saying everything that the other, your, the person next to you is, or, no, it was a shadow game, wasn't it? Shadow game, copy game repeat whatever you want to fucking call it because so, at one point she's speaking like a damn chipmunk and then he like he's just hitting buttons on a keyboard it's like dude you're a, a robotanist or whatever you want to call yourself you're just it just looks like he's pulling shit out of his ass to try to figure out how to fix her oh my goodness And at one point, he thinks he does, you know, her voice sounds normal, but then she's repainting everything he says. I mean, Vicky does do that, but not to that level of the game of Shadow. All right, so there's a knock on the door. It's either going to be Mary or Harriet. So hopefully it's Mary so Jamie can confess his feelings and be open and honest and have her, you know, pretty much flat out reject him. Or or maybe she'll, like... Jamie, I don't like you like that, but I feel one day you are going to find that special girl and she's going to realize just how special you are, or something to that effect. It's Harriet. Oh, <laughs> what do you want, Harriet?
2: I bought you a poem that expresses my feelings for you. Oh, God. Great, mail it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it right here. Uh go to bed at night. The pimple on your chin is never out of sight. Ew!
0: I'm
2: really touched. In fact, I'm so touched I have to see Mary. Mary? Why? Uh... Uh... It's about a surprise gift for you! Me? Oh, Jamie. You remember your anniversary. It's been 12 hours since you heard the violin.
0: <laughs> oh... Gross. Yeah, so it turns out it's Harriet who's got a poem for Jamie and mentions something about a pimple on his chin, which is fucking disgusting. And she says, it's our anniversary. It's been 12 hours since you heard the violins. Because he's like, whenever I hear your voice, it sounds like violins. Oh, my goodness. So luckily Jamie makes up an excuse to see Mary and saying that he... Wants to get a gift for Harriet. Like, uy, yi, yi. So, okay, now we're going to go back to Ted in the living room. Folding the blanket from where he slept last night. Because he had a... Oh, yeah, because he had... A, he makes a hunchback of Notre Dame joke. Notre Dame joke. so <laughs> now I know how the hunchback felt from sleeping on this couch. And... <laughs> Vicky Vicki actually helps, you know, straighten his back. That, that couch does not look uncomfortable to me. It really doesn't. But as he's doing that, here comes Joan probably saying, Hey, honey, did you learn your lesson? Next time, keep your fucking mouth shut. Or tell me again how I was your second choice. <laughs> I guess this, I think she's just going to ask me, Hey, did you learn your lesson? Tell me again that I'm your second choice. I don't ever want to hear Barbara whatever-the-hell-a-eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Eastwood. <laughs> what's her last name? Don't ever want to hear Barbara's name in this house ever again. <laughs> Let's see how this this plays out. Sleep well, dear? Terrific. Uh, it's like a baby. Yeah, right. You, you slept in your
1: stomach and burped all night. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't sleep awake. But I bet you didn't either. Are you kidding? There's a lot to be said for controlling your own electric blanket. <laughs> I
2: also like your side of the bed. It's a shorter walk to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, you got me over a barrel.
2: You can also say you're sorry for pulling a dirty trick like using me to get at my roommate.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Well, come on, honey, I'm in. Am I off the hook? Please.
0: Oh, don't give in. <laughs> Okay, you're off the hook. Oh, Joe. Shake. shake. <laughs> you think I'm going to spend the night on the sofa and settle for a shake? Oh my gosh, you too. Save it for the bedroom. So Jamie's in the backyard, and he's like, where's Mary? I mean, what am I going to say to her? And while he's pacing, Vicky comes out. Voice sounds absolutely normal. And she says, oh, your mother says to get washed up for lunch. I've always heard, like, washed up for dinner as far as basically that's just washing, you know, making sure your hands are clean. Let's see if Mary comes over and we can resolve this whole, you know, and Jamie can finally put it all on the table and be open and honest. But, of course, before that, Joan, as you heard in the clip, forgives Ted for using Joan to get at her roommate's. And she's saying how great his side of the bed is because it's a shorter trip to the bathroom. I didn't even know there was a bathroom off of their bed. I don't think there is. But I mean, she's like, yeah, I slept so good last night. Your side is so much better. <laughs> and he says that how miserable he was. And he's like, oh, will you forgive me, please? And she finally does. And basically they fuck under a blanket on the couch. Oh my my gosh. You do Save it for the bedroom. But anyway, yeah, let's see if we can wrap this up with Jamie and Mary and she can break his heart ever so gently and he can be honest with her. Or is this show gonna be like, oh, well, Harriet comes over because Mary already went back home wherever she lives. I don't know. I I honestly hope we get closure with this episode, but this show honestly does not feel like uh... It has that ability very often when it comes to sitcoms. I want enclosure on this this plot. We'll see. Like I said, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time, so I don't know what's going to happen at the end.
2: Hey, Dad finally fixed you. He finally fixed me. I'll be in later. I'm busy. I know what I'll say. Mary, my dear, I'll be direct and honest. Let's get married. The fuck? Nah, that's stupid. It is stupid. Think I'm a jerk who says dumb things, that I'm just a playboy who toys with women's emotions.
0: Kid, you're twelve. You ain't no know, playboy.
2: Your mother said to get washed up for lunch. Not
0: you healthy, said that already. Oh, here she is.
2: Her said you wanted to see me. Yeah, right. Oh, she said also to mention something about a diamond bracelet.
0: <laughs> Not gonna happen.
2: Oh, this is my sister, Vicky. Vicky, say hello to Mary. Hello to Mary. Well, hello to you too, Vicky. What do you want to sue me about, Jamie? Mary, I'll be direct and honest. Nah, that's stupid.
0: <laughs>
2: what? Put out, Vicky. You want to be direct and honest with me about what? About the fact that I'm madly in love with you. What? Why would you say such a thing? He's a jerk who says dumb things. <laughs> Come on, Jamie, quit fooling around. I really have to be somewhere. I'm not fooling, Mary. There's no use in fighting it. They brought us together, and it's going to keep us together. What? Jamie, this is ridiculous. He's a playboy who toys with women's emotions. <laughs> direct honest with you, Jamie. You're too young and too short.
0: Too short? Okay, girl, you got kind of shallow.
2: Besides, being younger is an advantage. You'll die first and you'll never have to be a lonely widow. What the fuck? I don't know whether to laugh or to get mad at you. I think you better stick to Harriet. She says you're crazy about her. Are you kidding? I only pretended to like Harriet so I could be with you. What, Jamie? That was a terrible thing using Harriet like that. I'm ashamed hey, of you. I don't ever want to see you again. But you will, because I'm gonna
0: be at your side. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna write you. Dude, you saw me you're me obsessed. You're like your a book. stalker. Your teeth after lunch. Ugh.
2: That's enough. Goodbye. The little old lady killer. I'll pick you up at seven to walk you to school. <laughs> what
0: the hell? Sorry. That escalated.
2: That. Mary, do you expect me to believe that a girl like that is interested in a kid like you? Why not? Well, now, if I was Mary, I want a guy with a lot more experience. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: who's this Jamie Lawson? Who's this cute? Thanks, yeah, ever. Want to find a little creep that's been bothering my girlfriend, Mary? Girlfriend? fuck? Girlfriend? What the hell? I'm Reggie.
2: He's the creepiest face you want your ranch.
0: He's 12, dude. What the fuck? You got anything to say while you still have lips? What yeah. the hell?
2: Christopher, let me be direct and honest. I'm not Jamie. I just look like him. Yeah, then who are you? The pool man? The okay, pool man. Let's
0: see how long you can breathe underwater.
2: What
0: the hell? He's 12. Dude. Oh, weird. Dude. Okay,
2: Christopher, you can put him down. I think he got the message. Not so fast, this person. slow learner. I got the message. Loud and clear. <laughs> Mary, why would you do this to me? you're a jerk. Yeah, what you did to Harriet is inexcusable. And I also don't want you hanging around Mary I'm on a little kid and nothing nothing damn yeah, she's hard better <laughs> mom says you must come in for lunch jamie come on christopher the little baby has to go in for his bottle
0: oh my gosh girl chill
2: i'm glad you're here vicky you can tell that little skunk jamie i'm never going to talk to him again
0: yay she
2: she's never talking to you again little skunk <laughs> You can tell her I don't blame her and I'm sorry. Hi, Quinn. He doesn't blame you and he's sorry. <laughs> Harriet, I really do feel awful about what I did, and I'd like to make it up to you Like taking you to the movies alone, just the two of us. Go on. What else? I'll even put my arm around you
1: <laughs>
2: all the way. All the way around. Oh, I love it when you go caveman on me. See you later, sweet cheeks. Bye.
0: Mom says you must come in for lunch now. Oh my god, she's dragging him in. Oh my god. So okay, let's kinda go back here with when Mary first comes to see Jamie. She sounds like she definitely is in a hurry. Her whole sweet demeanor just seems gone and is replaced by just an average, irritated teenager. And not only does she, she can't believe, she thinks Jamie's joking around when he's saying that he's basically in love with her, and even the point where he wants to marry her, stalk her, carry her books for her, and... She's calling him like, oh, you're too young, you're just a little kid, and you're too short. And I'm just like, damn, girl, you were sweet a minute ago. I mean, and, and I thought, well, she nicely let him down. She basically crushes his, Egh. but then again, Jamie's not willing to take, you know, defeat and walk away. Like, okay, well, I mean, at least, because he wants to be open and honest with her. And eventually you she decides to be open and honest with him. But yeah, I mean, and she's, yeah, she's telling him, you're too short, you're too young. And she just thinks he's playing a trick on her or something. But in the end, Jamie just comes off very clingy and desperate and stalkerish. And before Mary even comes in, he's rehearsing what he's going to say. Like, Mary, my dear, I'll be direct and honest. Let's get married. It's like, first of all, you're shouting. And no one talks like that. And it's just, ugh. But then again, typical behavior of a 12-year-old crushing on an older girl, I guess. In 1986. <laughs> Even he thinks it's stupid after it comes out of his mouth. Let's get married. The way he says, let's get married. It's almost like he's at a wrestling match just saying, let's get busy. Let's get ready to rumble. You know, that type of, it's like, it's loud. It's like, dude really? And he's like, yeah, she'll just think that I'm just a jerk that says dumb things or a playboy that, you know, uses girls and plays with their emotions. How many times now has Vicky said your mother said to come and get washed up for lunch? Everything that Jamie pretty much says, Vicky, you know she's going to turn around and use it on him at the worst possible time. So, yeah, here comes Mary, unsuspecting. She's really wearing this god-awful yellow sweater with black polka dots. It's disgusting. <laughs> and she says, yeah, uh, Harriet said you wanted to see me, and she also mentioned something about a diamond bracelet. Oh, so Jamie kind of stalls with saying, oh, Mary, this is my sister Vicky. Say hi, Vicky. <laughs> of course, Vicky says hi. And Mary turns around She's like, oh, what do you want to talk about, Jamie? And it just feels like the Mary that we'd gotten when we first saw her, and then, of course, at the movie, that Mary is gone. That sweet, like, oh, complimenting Jamie, that Mary is gone and replaced by this, which I'm going to call the actual version of Mary, the annoyed teenager that has no time for 12-year-old boys crushing on them when she herself is 16, and clearly has... (laughs) So that guy was not a random guy that she knew in class. That was her fucking boyfriend. (laughs) Whoa, what? Okay. So when Jamie says, Mary, I'll be direct and honest, we cut to Vicky who says, nah, that's dumb and stupid. And Mary says, you want to be direct and honest about what? And Jamie just, he goes, like, just... Throws it out there. He says, that I'm madly in love with you. I'm like, dude, that was not eaten. I wouldn't have went that hardcore. He just threw it out. I mean, I get direct and honest, but you could have said, well, I want to be honest that I kind of like you. Like, like, like you. Something like that. Not just like, I'm madly in love with you. Like, the fuck with the performance, kid? You can get your point across without acting like you're a performer on stage delivering a monologue. Mary can't even believe her ears. She's like, what? Why would you say such a thing? She's turning into snotty, annoyed, 16-year-old, I'm better than you, I'm better than anybody type of teenager right now. This is like Mary 2.0. This is the actual Mary. Again, we cut to Vicky and she says, He's a jerk who says dumb things. And it, clearly Mary has no fucking time for this. She says, Jamie, quit fooling around. I really have to be somewhere. I'm thinking, then why the fuck are you wasting your time listening to what he has to say? If you got to be somewhere, then be somewhere. He clearly made his point across. You don't need any more explanation. Just, like, take it with a grain of salt and just like, well, clearly I don't have the same feelings for you. Goodbye. And just, boom, leave it at that. But Jamie has to cross the line. I mean, I'm not saying he, like, jumps on her and starts massively making out with her face. But he starts getting into desperate, stalkerish territory with the, Oh, I'll wake up at 7 a.m. I'll walk you to school. I'll carry your books. It's like, you don't even go to the same fucking school. She clearly, I mean, she's 16, she's in high school. And he's 12 and in junior high. Now he starts saying, "I'm not fooling, Mary. Fate brought us together, and there's no use fighting it." The fuck, fate? What? What the hell are you talking about, Jamie? (laughs) If I were Mary, that's what I'd be telling him. The fuck are you talking? Fate? We've seen each other like three fucking times over the course of a week. And now he's like, "And it's gonna keep us together. Fate brought us together, and it's gonna keep us together." That, this kid is desperate. He is desperate, and it's disgusting, and I can see where Mary has had enough. Not to mention, it, 1980s <laughs> long Sweaters that go past your knees. <laughs> this is ugly. If I had an award for worst outfit for this podcast, Mary, hands down, would get it. Because this is such an ugly fucking sweater. With the blue, I mean not the blue, but the the, the yellow and, and the black polka dots. And it's got some gross silver brooch on it. And her earrings are just bleh. And she can't believe her actually, like, Jamie, this is ridiculous. It's like she's laughing, it's just so ridiculous, it's hilarious. And again, we cut to Vicky saying, he's a playboy who toys with women, toys with women's emotions. So Jamie is like, Vicky, playing towards thoughts, go. And she, of course, says, let's get married. Oh my goodness, Vicky, just go away. So Harriet, of course, meanwhile, has poked her head in the door that divides the Brindles yard from the Lawson's yard, and she's listening as Jamie admits, like, well, Harriet doesn't mean anything to me, I just brought her along because I wanted to spend time with you. and coming off like a real asshole. So, this is where Mary decides to be direct and honest with Jamie. She says, you're too young. Okay, I get that. He's 12, she's 16. But then she adds, you're too short. What the fuck? He's 12. I'm sure he's going to hit a growth spurt eventually. Which, that just sounds like you're nitpicking. like her saying, well, and I go for blondes. I don't like brunettes. Even though I have brown hair. And Jamie says, well, that's only temporary. Being younger has an advantage. And what exactly? Because he says, well, you'll probably die first, and then that way you won't have to be a widow. What the hell? And she says, I don't know whether to laugh or be angry at you. I think you better stick with Harriet. She says you're crazy about her. And this is where Jamie adds that Harriet doesn't mean anything to him. That he was just using her to get to Mary. And Mary calls him out and says, you are a piece of shit. Why would you do that? That was cruel. He says, I only pretended to like Harriet so I could be with you. Yeah, he basically was taking his father's words to heart. Now, you do kind of feel a little bit for Harriet because she's, like, hearing the whole thing. And Mary says, what? Jamie, that was a horrible thing to do to Harriet. And she even tells Jamie, I'm ashamed of you. And she finally just puts a nail on the coffin and says, I don't ever want to see you again. And Jamie is so desperate. just Yeah, he says, but you will. I'm going to be at your side. I'm going to call you. I'm going to write you. I'll walk you to school. I'll carry your books. Dude! No, just no. I would have said, Jamie, enough. It's not happening. Just stop this. You're sounding desperate. Ew. He says, I'll even brush your teeth after lunch. That is disgusting. Who does that shit? Jamie, what is wrong with you? Finally, she's like, Jamie, that's enough. Goodbye. And she turns and leaves. And then she sends her boyfriend in, who I didn't even know. That. Like I said, I didn't even know that I was her boyfriend. That was some guy that went to her school that, like, was into her or something. He again refers to himself as the little old lady killer because that's what she was calling him. I'll pick you up at 7. And she just glares at him and walks away, walks through the gate. As Reggie is coming through the gate, they kind of bump into each other. And it's like, dude... No way in hell would that 16-year-old girl be into your ass. No fucking way. You are full of shit, Jamie. And here comes Mary's boyfriend, (laughs) the fake Zach Morris-looking guy. Yeah, and Reggie's calling Jamie on his bullshit. Like, you're telling me that that girl is interested in a kid like you? And Jamie says, well, why not? And Reggie says, well, if I were her, I would actually want someone with more experience, you know, like myself. Reggie is fucking awesome. I love Reggie. He's awesome. He's so cool. (laughs) A lot cooler. Jamie needs to take some points from Reggie. He needs to take some cool notes from Reggie. Because Jamie, in this instance, with Mary, he, Warren is sounding better, like, than Jamie is at this point. And we all know Warren, the, the glasses kid with the shirt well he's wearing the shirts that are buttoned too tight and this and that and just sweetheart of a boy. So it's like, dude, seriously, Jamie, enough. What do you think, Quinny? So yeah, here we go. We got this Zach Morris look-alike guy coming in wearing black jeans and a red shirt. He's kinda cute. And he's like, hey, who's this Jamie Lawson? So he's like ready to throw down and kick someone's ass. And Jamie says, oh, who wants to know? And the guy says, my name's Christopher. I'm Mary's boyfriend. I want to find the creep that's been bothering her. So he's basically going to beat the shit out of Jamie. Yeah, he even for emphasis is such a big thing in the 80s with the whole emphasis. I'm going to rearrange. It's all about rearranging the face, beating the shit out of someone's face what what knuckle sandwich that kind of shit and of course jamie was standing right next to reggie like uh, this is jamie like uh no i'm reggie this is jamie so christopher grabs jamie and just hoists him up because christopher is so tall and <laughs> basically threatens to beat his ass until mary finally comes in like okay christopher you can set him down i think he's got the points And mind you, this whole shit is going down in the backyard, and neither Ted nor Joan have come out to wonder, like, what the hell's going on. Like, yeah, there's a 17-year-old guy who threatened to beat up your 12-year-old son. And Christopher grabs Jamie by his shirt collar, (laughs) and is, like, raising him off the ground. Says, hey, you got anything to say while you still have lips? And Jamie says, yeah, I'm not Jamie, I just look like him. And Christopher looks, is basically sneering, looking down at Jamie, like, yeah, who are you then? Jamie says, uh, the pool man? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Christopher lifts Jamie up and says, all right, pool man, let's see how long you can breathe underwater. And Jamie's like, Reggie, do something! And Reggie's like, I am, I'm getting the fuck out of here, Bye! (laughs) So Harriet and Mary come back into the backyard, and Mary says, All right, Christopher, you can put him down now. I think he got the message. And <laughs> Harriet jumps in there with, Not so fast, Christopher. He's a slow learner. Because she's pissed too. And <laughs> Jamie's like, No, I got the message. Bottom clear, please put me down. And then Christopher sets Jamie down, and Jamie asks Mary, Like, why would you do this to me, Mary? Oh my gosh. Because now Jamie feels like the victim. Yeah, and Harry says, You're a jerk. And Mary says, Yeah, what you did to Harriet was inexcusable. And Christopher putting an arm around Mary says, Yeah, and I don't want you hanging around Mary anymore. And Jamie says, Yeah, but I just want to get her to like me. Yeah, and Mary is just surprised, like, Like you? Seriously? Why would I waste my time on such a little kid who's basically nothing? Like, damn, girl, she harsh. Jamie's like, What, nothing? Wow. I kinda at least Lady Killer better. So, again, Vicky comes out and says, Mom says you have to come in for lunch, and Mary says, Come on, Christopher, let's go. The baby have to, has to go inside for his bottle. Like, damn, Mary, you're fucking harsh. I get Jamie came off as desperate and pathetic, but shit. Oh, and you just see when they leave, you hear the audience go, Oh, oh, oh. Because now it's like, Oh, Harriet's still pissed. Like, you gotta deal with Harriet. And Harriet says, "I'm glad you're here, Vicky. You can tell that little skunk Jamie that I'm never talking to him again." And I'm thinking, like, Jamie gives a shit if you talk to him again. It's that's more of a reward for him. And Vicky says, she looks at Jamie and says, she says she's never talking to you again, you little skunk. Jamie says, "Yeah. Well, you tell her, Vicky, tell her that I don't blame her, and I'm sorry." He actually does sound like he is sorry. And, of course, Vicky relays a minute message to Harriet, like, yes, he does admit he was, you know, sorry. And Jamie actually says, hey, why don't I take you to the movie and I'll put my arm around you for realsies this time. And Harriet is just so in love with this idea. Oh, she calls him, like, a caveman or something. He says, I'd like to make it up to you by taking you to the movies alone, just the two of us. And she, of course, that's not enough for her. She's like, go on, what else? And he's like, okay, I'll even put my arm around you. Look at Jamie's face after he says that look he's swallowing back vomit. Harriet, just for emphasis, asks, all the way around? And Jamie says, all the way around, yes. (laughs) Oh, Harriet. She says, oh, I love it when you go all caveman on me. (laughs) She kisses him again. How many times has she kissed him now? At least two or three times in this episode alone. She says, see you later, sweet cheeks. And Vicky is like, enough's enough. Mom says you must come in for lunch now. And she drags Jamie into the kitchen. Drags him by the front of his shirt and he just go. he goes down like a sack of a sack of flour. <laughs> And that is pretty much the episode. I, honestly, I liked this episode a lot more over the last one. So, yeah, actually, uh, The Girl Who Plays Mary was in the pilot episode of Beverly Hills 90210. She was also in a Highway to Heaven episode and a few other things. So the next episode I'm going to be covering in late August, Season 1, Episode 8, entitled Who's the Boss? This one is kind of a basically a whole episode about a dream sequence where Jamie thinks that he's the boss of his of his parents where we get Joan and Ted dressed exactly like Vicky and I'm just like this sounds like a fucking clunker of an episode on so many fucking levels but then again I did say I was going to be doing all the episodes that will take me. Let's see. I'll be finishing <laughs> season two of Small Wonder at the end of 2022. So let's see. By 2026, <laughs> I'll have finished the podcast. That's like five years from now. But the the next episode after Who's the Boss? So this one will be in September, called. P-P- Paula, Jamie is assigned to tutor a girl who stutters. Alright, interesting. So we get. <laughs> okay, this guy looks like I've seen him in something. Uh, he was in different. St- oh. Okay. But yeah, I think. Yeah, so next episode is going to be kind of a clunker <laughs> and replace kind of what most likely is going to be a clunker. So. P-p- Paula is in September, in um, October, you gotta have heart, the Brindles involve the Lawsons, a oh, fucking hell with a goddamn Brindles, we just saw Bonnie in the last episode, I want to see her again, Gah. and then Brandon, oh god, I fucking hate him too, so that's gonna be in September, the shoplifter, why do I feel like we've gotten an episode similar to this already, Vicky is called shoplifting, oh my goodness. So that'll be, let's see, August, September, October. You got to have our November, the shoplifter. So the last episode, actually, I'm going to swap that because the Thanksgiving story, an episode about Thanksgiving is going to be, I'm going to do that one in November. And then the shoplifter will be the last episode of 2021. Jamie wins the value of family on Thanksgiving. Hey, I don't think we have to deal with the Brindles in that episode. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, like I said, I liked this one more than the Crazy Like a Fox with Fast Eddie or whatever the fuck that guy's name was. I liked this one quite a bit more. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I, this one, I, I had fun with it. I really, Mary surprised me. I She did like a complete, she went from sweet 60-year-old girl to Typical, annoyed 16-year-old girl at the idea of a 12-year-old having a crush on her. So, yeah. All right. I'll be back next month with the Who's the Boss episode that has nothing to do with the show Who's the Boss. Speaking of Who's the Boss... I do have the first season of Who's the Boss on DVD and I wouldn't mind covering some episodes of that show at some point on the podcast. So, And I also do plan to get to more Growing Pains episodes now that I've moved in to my new apartment and I got my desk set up, I got all my shows all here on my table, so I got Growing Pains, Different Strokes, I'm going to start tackling some more episodes of that in January, a couple Boy Meets World episodes whoops um this year mainly I believe one in September I want to do a back to school episode for that Everwood is going to be kind of touch and go here and there when I get to it I uh do want to mention there are if you guys are missing my Everwood podcast I love the show it's just I have so many other things right now that I'm doing but I do want to recommend a couple Everwood podcasts now that Everwood is streaming on HBO Max. I don't have it. I have the DVDs. But Everwood Pinecast. I cannot talk. Everwood Pinecast is a clean Everwood podcast. And then Everwood Never Wouldn't. Everwood question mark and never wouldn't exclamation point. That one is an explicit podcast that looks like they just finished. No, they didn't. Actually, they're still working on season one. So they've just done season one, episode eight, which is actually the episode that I have yet to cover where Colin Hart comes out of the coma and Ephraim and Amy have their first kiss down in that mine shaft. And then, of course, Everwood Pinecast is finished season one. They'll be working on season two. So check that one out. If you guys are missing Everwood, definitely. I haven't listened to the podcast. I've listened to a smidge of a couple episodes just to get a feel for them. They sound good. They sound definitely interesting. So if you guys want Everwood podcast to listen to, definitely jump into those. All right. Have a great August, everybody. And I'll be back towards the end of August. Bye-bye.